0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Black Podcast. This is episode 49. I'm Damian Labor.
1: I am Anthony Stevens. How are y'all doing today? Um, we have had kind of... It hasn't been a crazy news week, but there are a couple of exciting things. But before we get to all that, how was your week, sir? It was good. <laughs> it was the most bland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you watch anything new this week? Um...
0: Did I watch anything new? I didn't know. Well, I guess Army of the Dead
1: okay. is yeah.
0: new. Um, I beat Resident Evil 8. Yes,
1: which we will talk about yeah, today. Yeah, which we will talk
0: about. And we got some more news on this short film.
1: Yes. So, so excited. Honestly, like, yesterday I was just so anxious trying to figure out, like, ways to, like, get money to get this thing funded because I can't afford to do it out of pocket. Right, and we're close to a 1000 Yes, We're reaching a thousand. Oh, wait, really? Well, yeah. I was like, of. I haven't, I haven't looked at it since yesterday. So,
0: yeah, close to five hundred, close to closer to the top.
1: Yeah, a we're, thousand. We're getting there, and I mean that's literally like uh, more than ten percent of our goal. So, yeah, we're we're getting there. Uh, definitely getting a little more anxious as it gets closer. So, mm-hmm. um, last night I watched Army of the Dead, and right afterwards I watched uh, Bo Burnham's Inside. It was. Like, I liked Army of the Dead, but it it was definitely not as, like, adrenaline-pumping as I, like, hoped it would be. Right.
0: It's more of an action movie than it is a horror movie.
1: Yeah. Especially because there's a lot of uh, plot holes where you're like, why wouldn't the dude have just given him the, like, combo to the safe? Right. Especially if he owned it. Yeah. And told them exactly what the fucking, like, pressure switches were. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it was really fun. Uh, Did you like the ending? How that guy,
0: like, escaped with the money and shit?
1: Yes and no... Spoilers. My biggest problem was that he seemed like such a good dude. Right. But knowing he had a bite, like, Mm -hmm. completely ruined his character. Yeah. Because he seemed, like, just as good, almost if not, like, more virtuous than Batista's character, Mm -hmm. and he ended up literally, like, fucking causing another zombie apocalypse because he's selfish. Yeah. Um, he didn't seem that way. No, he didn't. I really liked the German guy. Yeah, I thought he was cool. I, I was I I expected him to die just because of his skill set. Yeah, but the way he died, I was like, that was like the perfect way for him to go right. out. And he looks like a video game character. He's in
0: a zombie game. He
1: does, <laughs> like especially like Left for Dead. Yeah. Uh, I got that vibe a lot from him. Mm. And kind of uh, I can't even remember the dude's name, but the the dude at the end, the black guy. Um, started with an H. I thought it started with a V. Yeah, V. I was like, I can't remember at yeah, all, though. something. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, th- those two were probably my favorite characters. I also like the Mexican dude um, with the blonde hair. Yeah, he was pretty cool. I was sad when he passed. Um, I did think Tignatara's character was probably the blandest. Yeah. Especially, like, again, it's her first time literally acting on screen, but mm-hmm. controversial statement. I still would have rather seen Chris D'Elia, uh on there.
0: Yeah, he would have been more entertaining to see.
1: Especially because, like... Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to minimize the Me Too thing at all. But when we compare the level of what he did to compare... Like, compare it to what other people did. He's literally just guilty of using his fame to get laid. He didn't rape anybody. It's just... He grossly over... He took advantage of his uh, place. Yeah. He he grossly overstepped the boundaries of... using that right so uh, and that is admonishable but i don't think it's should be cancelable yeah no it it should be something that like hey slap him on the wrist tell him hey don't do this shit again Mm -hmm. and kind of go from there but the world is what the world is right um and
0: do you think it was a good idea for uh batista to turn down suicide squad to do this
1: mm, i really don't think so especially not Because of the fact that he'd be working with uh, James Gunn again. Right. Um, Me, personally, I would have rather seen him in Suicide Squad. Especially as, like, a... Dude, he would be perfect for Bane. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been. Especially because he has that wrestling background. I
0: mean, he could still do it, because
1: Army of the Dead was a one-off thing. Yeah. I mean, especially with the way it ends. Again, spoilers. He gets a bullet between his forehead, so... there's no reason for him not to do that especially with the idea that he's done with Drax I think he can put a lot of depth into a character that has been seen as a joke since uh, Batman and Robin right? because he's actually one of Batman's smartest villains he's the first one to uncover Batman's true identity Mm -hmm. and then you have that whole Nightfall story arc and I think that he would be the perfect actor and don't get me wrong he might I don't even think he's, like, so pretentious. I think he is pretentious. But I don't think he's so pretentious that he would be against hiding his face with that luchador mask. No, he's not Will Smith. Yeah. Especially because he comes from that wrestling background, so he kind of understands what it means for at least wrestlers to wear those. Yeah. And, like, the, like, mark of pride that it is for a lot of, like, luchadors and stuff. So I think that he would be perfect for that role. I honestly don't think I would ever want to see anybody else as uh, bane no definitely not just because of the presence he has right um and then Bo Burnham's thing was it was good it was it was more interesting than it was good uh, it's was it just him freaking out the whole time it was so it, it's a, a lot of like songs like he usually does uh, it is a lot of him freaking out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you can see him just breaking down because he like initially he tries to like rush the uh, special out just because he's like, I want to get it out. Right. And then he starts having like a midlife crisis because he's getting ready to turn 30. And you, like, you literally see the clock go from 11.59 to midnight, and he, like, loses his fucking mind, because he's, like, he doesn't want to turn 30. Is it almost uncomfortable to watch at times? Very uncomfortable to watch at times. Like, he, he literally, you see parts where he's, like, trying to talk into the camera, and he, like, sits there, and you watch him take, like, four takes, and he's, like, getting pissed off. Even though you don't see anything wrong with the take... Yeah. He just, like, loses his fucking mind, and he starts, like, throwing his fucking cameras around and shit, and you're, like, oh my god. And then like the very next thing after that you see him like just break down and ball it was it was very artsy i I will call it pretentious as well but he's it's self-aware pretentious (laughs) because he knows that he's privileged and that there's no fucking reason for him to be as upset with everything as he is yeah especially because dude is he doesn't have to work again he just does it because he's ambitious but he used to be so tired and he even says this in the thing he quit uh performing he didn't want to put out another special ever and then all of a sudden he was like you know i think i've done enough therapy and i think i'm good like to where i can handle the stress again because he was getting anxiety attacks and everything yeah and so he decided to start putting a special together january right before the pandemic hit and then it took him a year to do this in-home thing with no crowd and you see him just, like, breaking apart, like, to the point where, like, his hair is, like, a foot longer than what it started at. (laughs) His beard is, like, out to here, which I didn't think he could grow facial (laughs) was It was definitely strange, but it was kind of cool to be able to see, especially someone, like, I kind of look up to, uh, show that much, like, vulnerability, even though it is, like, rich people problems, and it is, like, come on, dude, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, when you compare it to, like, normal people and what they've been going going through yeah it it felt like it was very much like him putting himself in like almost Mm self-exile to for his art like it was kind of cool to see that aspect yeah it just might have been a bit much for a lot of people right it's less funny and more like a world commentary Okay. So I found it enjoyable. I think if you're looking for like a straight comedy, it's definitely not something you're <laughs> gonna uh, try to delve into. But I I did enjoy it. Like, still wouldn't call it his best special, but it was fun. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking it out. Um, is it time to send the news?
0: It is. It is time to send the news. Um, let me pull it up
1: <laughs> real quick. Cause I know this is our honestly our biggest story right now.
0: Yeah, this is the biggest story, and it's the most relevant this movie just came out this week yes and it's the uh, quiet place 2 and it broke 48 million in its debut
1: which is insane because i thought that uh spiral did good for a horror movie yeah when you compare that to this it's like nothing it's literally an additional 40 million dollars yeah so i mean i like i said i love spiral but this honestly kind of makes me the reviews out of this make me more excited for a quiet place 2 now
0: yeah, and it really um shines light on John Krasinski as a director and, and a apparently writer. and a writer. Apparently this is like cuz I guess um on the first one he had a co-writing uh, credit and this one he legit wrote it by himself. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So
1: that's awesome. Um it definitely kind of shows you that like the mind of comedians can get real twisted. Yeah. Um but he is very I don't know, like I loved him in The Office, obviously. Yeah. But it gets me more excited for future roles for him, especially if they're able to do a Fantastic Four with him and his wife. Yes, definitely. That would be the ideal casting, to where, like, most people make videos with the thumbnails of him as Mr. Fantastic anyways. Yeah. And um, did you see the, the
0: in the press junket for this movie, somebody asked her about Fantastic Four and she got kind of irritated. Really? She's like, you're
1: the third person to ask me that today. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to say this without sounding douchey. At least it's better... Than a lot of the questions that women get during um, press junkets. Yeah. Especially if you go back and you watch interviews with, uh, as much as I know you don't like her, uh, I can't think of her name right now, Uh, Anne Hathaway.
0: we got to pause real quick. Okay.
1: Because she, uh, during her interviews during uh, Dark Knight Rises, Mm -hmm. all anyone would ask her was, how hard was it to get in the suit? Or, what diet did you have to do to get... Yeah, just all physical-based questions. Yeah. And it's the same thing that Scarlett Johansson gets every time she plays Black Widow. To the point where they're like, are you trying to get in the suit or something? Like, are you like... I don't get why you're so obsessed with this.
0: Yeah, there's nothing deeper that's coming out.
1: Yeah, and she even says, she's like, why are you giving Robert Downey Jr. all the good questions? And I get, oh, how hard was it? Or what kind of underwear did I have to wear to fucking fit in this skin-tight yeah. outfit? Like, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, So at least they're, she's not getting those kind of questions. Yeah. But... It, I can see how it would get annoying to not get something more related to what you're currently in instead of, oh, do you know if you're going to be able to play Sue Storm over and over and over again? Yeah, it would get annoying. Yeah, I mean, once again, though, rich people problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> yeah. you could be working a nine to five job, hating your bosses and contemplating what your next step in life is yeah you rich people don't have to think about that because you've made good decisions and you've got where you are to where people are excited for your future and literally anticipating the role they think that you're perfect for yeah and does not always happen so instead of getting irritated i would consider maybe being more grateful in the future for that
0: yeah definitely yeah and it's the same thing with like joaquin Oh, yeah. And the Joker uh, question. Like you, get, you had to have known you were going to get, like, those type
1: of questions. hundred percent. I, th- I think that he... I don't think he was really prepared for it. No, especially because I think he's kind of a special case. Because after his brother died, he kind of seemed like he went down a path where he kind of tried to lock himself away from, like, pub- the public. Mm-hmm. Where he had just had his life behind the camera. And his life in front of the camera completely separate. Yeah, which as a celebrity is very difficult. Some people are able to pull it off, and some aren't. That's why you had that. Excuse me. That see a chick for so long. Yep. Not show her face mm-hmm. because she wanted to be able to go out in public. It's why you have certain like that. It's one of the biggest reasons like people like and another wrestling thing like wrestlers and luchadores try to wear masks so they can have a life outside of their job. Right. Without being bombarded the way that like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and John Cena constantly are. Yep. Um. But I mean I don't know. I all I can say is there are worse problems in the world to have. (laughs) And but going back to the original point though, I am excited more now to see this movie than I was before just because of the reviews. Because sequels are very hard, especially horror sequels.
0: And especially this because like.
1: I don't know, there was definitely room for
0: a sequel at the end of the first one, but it almost didn't need it.
1: Yeah, especially because... Not that there was, like, a level of full finality to what happened in that movie, mm-hmm. but you didn't... You, you could have left that to the imagination. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, now they have a way to kill them all, so there's no reason to, like, panic anymore. Right. Um. The fact that it's not being, like, admonished mm-hmm. for continuing and it's actually being praised for what it has done gets me excited because I hate the trap that a lot of horror movies fall into. Like, Saw is one of the few that did good with its sequels. Some of them. <laughs> the Especially... First, the first couple sequels. Yeah. Um, but you don't get that very often. Like, yeah. I, I think w- there are very few horror movies that do very good with their sequels. Like To the point where, like, Halloween they went back and literally retconned everything after the first movie and redid it again in 2019 yep. 2018 2018 mm-hmm. and then they're doing a sequel to that one too now I'm like you're gonna fall into the same fucking yep. trap yep
0: and I, uh, there's one horror movie like Exorcist is a really good movie the second one wasn't good but it wasn't until the third one that that was a good one so okay. their sequels are kind of weird
1: yeah and you get that a lot which yeah. is kind of weird because like I loved um, what uh, Final Destination movies mm-hmm. I think after Final Destination 3 they all go downhill yeah. Um, and two was, in my opinion, kind of iffy. But I loved three. And even three, though, is kind of like yeah. it's cheese, but it's cool. Yeah. I just lo- I love Tony Todd. Mm. So, like, seeing him get another role besides Candyman made me happy. Yeah. Uh, but there are definitely, for the most part, diminishing returns yeah. on sequels. Um, I think Nightmare on Elm Street did okay overall, sequel wise. Yes. Yeah,
0: uh, Friday the 13th, they had a couple couple of good ones yeah but that even overstated its welcome texas chainsaw master really oh yeah butchered its sequels to the
1: point where they've rebooted it like four fucking yeah times. now there's another one coming out
0: <laughs> i think next year <sighs> he's an old man this isn't it time. just called Leatherface? I, I i forget what the title is but this one is going to take place i think it's another retcon and he's going to be like an old man this time okay yeah um
1: i know the psycho sequels were bad up until was it three or four
0: the Psycho remake with Vince Vaughn was horrible. He was literally a shot-for-shot remake.
1: (laughs) I enjoyed it. (laughs) As a character study. And also because it was really fucking weird to see Vince Vaughn in that role. Mm -hmm. Um, Was it good? No. (laughs) Um, I still prefer the original. Especially because, like, I don't know, there's just certain things that, like, they don't hit the same the second time, especially if you're right. just doing it again. Yeah. Uh, because everyone knows the fucking twist in Psycho. Mm-hmm. To the point where you're like, I have i don't think I've actually like sat through the whole movie, and I know everything that happens. I know all the tropes. I know all the misdirections. Like, killing off your lead a third of the way through the movie. Yeah. Which blew most people's minds. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the big things at the time was they show a flushing toilet, which people lost their fucking minds about. <laughs> And then you have the big twist at the end with the mom. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's hard to it's hard to remake something, especially if you're doing it shot for shot. Yeah. But I think sequels are just a little bit harder.
0: Yeah. And from the sounds of this one, it's really exciting. And that, uh, everyone I've watched a review for said you need to watch it in theaters. Oh, yeah.
1: the sound design and stuff. A hundred
0: percent. Yeah. And then by Monday, it's gonna hit like sixty-one million.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the only thing that really can compete with Fast and Furious 9 yeah right now yeah because when that comes that's just going to make a lot of money anyway. Yeah, and much as it's I hate the bubblegum bullshit dude like, yeah I mean I know that it's commercially friendly and you know there's a place for it it just it literally has lost its roots so much where I just I can't get interested
0: yeah if, if, even before 7 they really overstayed their welcome but they should have ended it at 7
1: oh yeah 100% yeah. Like seven was the cherry on top. If you want to do spin-offs cool. Fine. I don't have to watch them, anyways. So yeah, I mean, I heard Hobbs and Shaw was fun, but just I don't know. So, That's another topic. Movies in general have sequel problems, but horror movies even worse. Yeah, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. Yes. What else do we have for news today, sir? Um, well, there's a
0: couple ways we can go. We can go. Well, actually, let's go to this next one. It's a controversial topic. Amen. Marilyn, huh? yep. Marilyn um, Manson. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, Obviously I know you're a huge fan of Marilyn Manson I, yeah. I've always been a pretty big fan of Marilyn Manson I became a little bit more into him After I read the book and everything The uh, Long Road Out of Hell And Kind of learned a lot about him the That's thing- a fantastic book Oh it's fa- it's great um, Especially because it leaves it open for a sequel Because you like cut off at a certain point of his life Definitely I don't think it would be even acceptable to read a sequel now. <laughs> no, and we can go back to where this all started. This started a couple months
0: ago, maybe the end of last year. Evan Rachel Wood came out, and that was really the big bombshell.
1: Was it Evan Rachel Wood or yeah. Rose McGowan that really dropped no, the first No, that didn't do anything. No?
0: No, it was Evan Rachel Wood. She came out and she posted a bunch of court documents. She came out and uh, dropped his name And she's still dropping documents about him.
1: Well, initially she tried to be like more ambiguous about it and just say she was in a bad relationship. Yeah, and then she's like,
0: screw it, I gotta say it. Yeah,
1: and especially because everyone knew who she was talking about because she was 18 when she was dating him and he was like 30. Mm -hmm. So it was like, we all know who you're talking about. Yeah. But apparently it was abusive. See, I'm, I'm still confused on how that is punishable by public opinion. 20 years after the fact. Not not that it's right at all, but at the same time, this is a person that Hollywood has been literally trying to be, like, get rid of for th- almost 30 years now? Yeah. Since, like, he debuted because he was so controversial. I mean, he literally used to walk around with a chick on a frickin' leash in his shows before he, like, got big. Yep. So, and, like, mutilate her and himself on stage. Yeah. So the fact that this is surprising anybody I don't know I don't know how to continue with this because I don't want to be I don't want to take his side because it is wrong
0: yeah we can just go with uh, a section of this article from Loudwire that's reporting it okay Um, let's see this woman who started dating Manson in 2011 filed a lawsuit against the musician in LA County stating that he raped and threatened to kill her when she went to his home to return a key she also claimed that Manson once showed her a video titled, Groupie, that he kept locked in the safe, which was reportedly recorded in 1996 after a performance at the Hollywood Bowl. In the video, the vocalist tied a young fan to a chair, forced her to drink a glass of urine, and threatened her with a gun. And on top of this allegation, you know, you got the Evan Rachel Wood stuff. And earlier this month, Manson's former performer, personal assistant, Ashley Walters, filed a lawsuit against him for sex discrimination, sexual harassment, sexual assault, interference with the exercise of civil rights in violation of the Bain Act, sexual battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. And that's not even the topic. There's another thing that came out. He's wanted in the state of New Hampshire over an alleged spitting uh, incident at a concert in 2019. The warrant for his arrest was issued on May 25th. He's facing two counts of misdemeanor simple assault. So that one is not as a big deal, but the other three and countless others
1: that are about to come out. Okay, so that worse. first one you said with the urine and the Think, yeah. That's kind of... He kind of exposes himself for stuff like that Yeah, in the book. Yeah. Where that was like a regular thing that they used to do. Yeah.
0: I just don't think that's a very smart thing to do. Like, why don't you take the My Chemical Romance angle when they got famous, they didn't do anything with groupies or anything. Yeah. No, Nothing. I, I
1: think so, too. They treated everyone with respect and it was fun. See, and here's the thing. The 2011 rape thing, I... I won't say anything on that because I literally have no pretense for yeah but I'm trying to say this in a, a a friendly way it is very convenient how everything comes out at once in these allegations not trying to discredit anybody because who's to say it didn't happen but well, yeah and if
0: you're if you're gonna if you're gonna take the side of the women like maybe like they see someone who is strong enough to come out and maybe that gives them a push like okay well maybe I can yeah too.
1: um Yes, but then there's also the argument of, okay, people see dollar signs in this. They have interacted with him in the past. They can say something and get something it. That depends
0: out on what kind of case it is, too. If it's a civil case, then that's kind of more mm-hmm. pointing towards maybe they wanted money. But if a criminal investigation happens,
1: then it's probably more real. Well, a lot of the times with stuff like that, though, they wait for like Marilyn Manson's team to reach out and make an offer to drop stuff.
0: Yeah, that's what happened to Casey Affleck. Yeah. And he so, got it settled, and then it came back up again when he, when he was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah.
1: I I don't know. I mean, either way, it's wrong. I do believe that you should believe women. Um, some people make it hard to make that statement true, which sucks.
0: Yeah. But... Yeah, it kind of like...
1: Waters down like the ones who are like real. Yeah. But I mean, until proven... So, here, here's the other thing to remember... Do take what is said and try to be mindful and thoughtful with people's feelings and not automatically dismiss them. But at the same time, the rule of thumb at least used to be innocent until proven guilty. So... Yeah, but with the internet and that kind of like ruined that a yeah. bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff that you pointed out that, yeah, he did. (laughs) Mm, He definitely did. Yeah, and it's not surprising. No, not at all. But that's the thing that kind of shocks me about this is, I mean, I could have told you that most of this stuff probably happened. Other than the rape, I would not have uh, figured that. Yeah, and we can even
0: go back to the initial post that Evan Rachel Wood put out against Marilyn Manson. Uh, it said the name of my abuser is Brian Warner, also known to the world as Marilyn Manson. He started grooming me when I was a teenager and horrifically abused me for years. I was brainwashed and manipulated into submission. I am done living in fear of retaliation, slander, or blackmail. I'm here to expose this dangerous man and call out the many industries that have enabled him before he ruins any more lives. I stand with the many victims who will no longer be silent. And that was February 1st. That's when the initial firestorm came out.
1: Yeah, And don't get me wrong, I respect her i mean i loved her like early career when i used to see her and stuff because she's great in the wrestler Mm -hmm. um but you know i guess all i can really say is just wait to see what ends up coming out of it yeah uh i I don't think this is as uh i I don't i don't have an opinion on this like i do the johnny depp case that's a completely different animal (laughs) yeah because i mean there's evidence on that one that was bullshit. So Yeah. And then you got the case of Deshaun Watson, the
0: quarterback for the uh, Texans. He's, what happened with that? So eventually came out I think three women came out and they were like all massage people mm. and claimed that he was being inappropriate to them and all that stuff. And then eventually up to now it has gone up to like twenty something women. Oh my God. Which, you know, it at the beginning, maybe three women, if it stood three women, maybe that's like a little bit like maybe like Yeah. If you but when you're at, like, 20-something accusations, there has to be a few of them that are true. Oh, I mean, I
1: agree. Yeah. At least. It does suck. It just sucks that something couldn't have been done before this person... Let's say this all did happen, because, once again, innocent until proven guilty. Let's say this all did happen. It sucks that no one... I I understand that it it takes a lot of bravery, Mm -hmm. but... It sucks that no one came forward beforehand to prevent this happening from anybody else.
0: Yeah, but that's a touchy subject too. I mean, and it, yeah, and,
1: yeah, I get that. Yeah, because there's reasons why
0: that doesn't happen too. Yeah, and um, my one of my uh, people that my mom knows, she's a therapist, a uh, massage therapist, and she used to do some of the Nugget players mm-hmm. at her own house and stuff. And uh, she said they would get inappropriate with her too. Oh, I'm sure. So I mean, that knowing that, I'm like, yeah, it's probably.
1: <laughs> well, not only that, dude. They have these celebrities have so much money. They think they can get away with shit. I mean, without giving away where I got this story from, I know someone who was a cop and got to hear this story about how a specific celebrity used to go to Platinum 84 when he was in town. Oh, a celebrity? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Um, That's the one where all the porn stars and stuff go to, right? Maybe. It's right there off of, like, 84th and Washington. Or, oh, it's, like, near my job. Yeah. Okay. Um, not maybe not Washington. It's a little bit further down, uh, like, Pecos. Okay, I've definitely heard people talk about it before. Yeah. um... Said celebrity took a uh, stripper home with him, beat the shit out of her. She was pressing charges. Then all of a sudden, she dropped him. Assumedly... Monetary reasons are involved. Mm-hmm. Um... It was Chris Brown. It was Chris Brown. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, he's already gotten away with He has, a knack, for, a, he has so. a knack
0: for beating women, which I don't understand why everyone praises him now. Still, like, it yeah. makes no Even chicks, sense. Even chicks. I'm like, are
1: you, yeah. like, retarded? Yeah, it doesn't... Like, women still love him. Yeah, I'm like, it's stupid. I mean, don't be me wrong. His music's pretty good. In certain spots. In certain spots. Because, like, I love the song he did with Little Dickie that uh, Freaky Friday. Yeah. It, it was corny as hell, but it was funny. You gotta look at it. Women are kind of, like some women that are, like, like I don't know, like, if you did you watch that Richard Ramirez documentary on Netflix? I watched the first episode, but I know what you're going to say.
0: Yeah, all the women who are like, Ruby's for him and stuff. Didn't he get married in jail? Yeah, so yeah. there are women that are, like, weird in that way. I mean, Marilyn Manson had him lining up, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Or so, not, not Marilyn, Charles Manson, sorry. Charles Manson, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Ingo, either way, I'm sure if there's a famous, like, woman serial killer or whatever they're sure they're like I don't know if I mean had any male groupies but. I, don't, I
1: don't think so actually yeah uh, I mean I don't know but I, I, I think that she was viewed when not saying that it couldn't happen I just feel like that is much more of a like male serial killer thing it's a level of infamy it's like fame mixed with like the idea of like them maybe getting something on their name
0: it's definitely the bad boy image maybe that oh 200%. like the
1: thing that pissed everybody off growing up because they're like, Why do women like dickheads all the time? Which is it's it's true, sadly. I mean it is. I mean I don't know why. They're obviously the uh exceptions to the rules, yeah. just as there is with anything else. Yeah. But it, it definitely uh speaks to that uh yeah. fragment of the population. Yeah. But uh yeah, no. We could go down a huge rabbit hole with this. Yeah, and that, we'll see what happens, I'm sure.
0: We'll hear more about this Marilyn Manson thing in the coming year. Um, did you actually hear when the Evan Rachel Wood stuff came out? Like, people were saying they were hearing screaming from his house and shit, and the cops had to be called and shit. Like, he was starting, he might have been, like, losing it a little bit. Oh, at that time? Yeah, at that time. Oh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah.
1: I mean, after that long of doing drugs and, like, ruining your body, and then also on top of that, worrying about everything around you crumbling down that you've built up. Yeah. It could stress you out. Yeah. Maybe in some way, a bit of it's a consequence. Oh, 100%. So It sucks that stuff like this has to happen, but we'll just kind of wait and hear what we hear next. And Yeah, and just be careful with what you do with people. 100%. <laughs> um, a, first off, just don't be a shitty person. Yeah. Uh, secondly, show the people that you live with or that you're around just respect. And, and people that look up to you and... want to support you show them respect especially because a not only are you literally just like spitting in the face of people who like hold you on a pedestal Mm. but you're literally amplifying the possibility that you're going to get caught not saying that you need to try to avoid getting caught just avoid doing shitty things
0: yeah and like especially for people who are looking to get like into the entertainment business and stuff oh yeah Stuff you do now could really come back to fuck you.
1: Yes. So. And don't get into the in any any industry for the prospects of like drug reasons or like sex. Yeah. Because it's a slippery slope. At that point, you're pretty much already fucked. Yeah.
0: And like I said, just be like
1: my chemical Romance. They didn't do any of that yeah. shit. Mean, I mean they did
0: drugs and shit, but oh, they didn't yeah. they didn't like mess
1: with any chicks. Yeah, I mean you can tell just looking by at Gerard Way, like he's a down to earth dude. Yeah. So Yeah, they were getting into other stuff, but not that. Yeah. Definitely try to place things safe and just don't be an idiot. Yeah. But moving on from that. (laughs) Yeah. uh, What else do we have for news? I know there was at least one more. uh, Was there another news topic, though? (laughs) Yeah. I think we did. Um, Just to touch on one last little thing from before, though. Like, Miles Teller had to uh, replace Army Hammer. Maybe that was it. That wasn't it, but it was. We could use that. <laughs> but we'll definitely touch on that. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much goes with everything we said before. Yeah. Also, watch who you message and what you message people if you're famous, because yeah. it's gonna get out. Yeah. Even if it's not, I mean, you haven't done anything, but your kinks aren't safe anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know there was one more thing that we were going to talk about. I should have written it down. Movies.
0: Yes, we're going to movies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so for those who don't know. Movies is a fictional restaurant that takes place in the View-esque universe, which is Kevin Smith's built universe of Jay and Silent Bob, Clerks-esque movies, Mm -hmm. and they have been doing these pop-up restaurants based on movies. Where, like, Kevin Smith will go around and to the grand opening of each one. Day. He's not going to be there when we go home. Huh? No, he, he was there on this past Wednesday. Damn. Which was the opening, which does suck. But, dude, everything was sold out. I looked at every date. 430, 30, and, like, 730 with the only openings on the day we're going. Damn. And then I think there might have been two on the next day. Okay. So, like, I was like... That's why I texted you. I was like, what do you want now? Because I'm, like, <laughs> doing it. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to go. Yeah. Um. It was... So they they only have like two options of sandwiches, so they keep it simple. Uh, and then you have onion rings or fries, and like all the names are based on his movie. So like mm-hmm. the burger is called the Cow Tipper, which is from Clerks Two. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the smoker sa- uh, Chicken Sandwich, which is from uh, Jane Silent Bob Reboot. You have the Onion Rings to Rule Them All from Clerks Two. <laughs> uh Hater Tots from Jane Silent Bob Reboot. I'm seeing like a a, a pattern. <laughs> yep. But uh, and then you have the Chocolate-covered pretzels from Mallrats. mm mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember what the cookies are called. But then they have, like, everywhere they go, they do, like, themed T-shirts also based off of the town they're in. They'll, like, put the movies logo on, like, a sports team or something. The Broncos one they did is pretty lame. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, the Rockies one is pretty dope, though. I like the Rockies uh, Yeah. One. Especially if you go off the idea that, like, we already have Dinger as our mascot, so it has the horns and it kind of works. Yeah. Um... But I, I bought a shirt from that, too. But, yeah, we're doing that next Saturday. This right? Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah this upcoming Just Saturday, Saturday okay. at 4.30. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely excited for that. I've been doing pretty good with my diet, but that's going to be something I have to break it for. Yeah. So definitely excited for that and uh, probably give you guys an update on that because we're going to do a podcast pretty much immediately following that next week. We should do a vlog there, too. Oh, I'm way down. Yeah. I would have a blast doing that. And I'm sure they'd be fine with us bringing a camera in, because yeah. you see the movie's pop-up account always has pictures going mm-hmm. up, so it's not like we'd be giving anything away. Right. Um, they, they have all their walls decorated like Kevin Smith memorabilia. Like They have that I assure you we are open sign. <laughs> nice. Um, and where is it at? Like What building is it out It's of? off of 45th and Logan. It's 4483 Logan Street out okay. of Denver. Okay. Um, It looks kind of like a, almost like an industrial building. Okay. Uh, so we'll wait and see exactly what it looks like, because I... For the life of me, I can't remember what that area looks like. Even I'll though I used to pick up. up trash there all the time. <laughs> look it up now. Um, but, like, it, it's like a brick building. Um, but it definitely looks kind of cool inside. It looks very, like, Colorado-esque, like, wooden. So, it's, uh... Let's see. Definitely exciting. Who it looks like are. Jason Mewes was there for the opening this time as well. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> also... Definitely. Uh, Jason muse's wife is kind of hot
0: I haven't even seen his wife best uh, make reservation yes you
1: have she's the do you remember when they uh, go to court in Jalen silent bob reboot yes and everyone like cheered when that uh che- the like bailiff chick was walking them in oh I know where this is globe hall oh, okay that's where I saw me and my brother saw Brock
0: Hampton when they came here for the first time oh, okay yeah I know exactly where it is nice nice
1: but yeah the that bailiff chick that walks them in Oh, that's okay. Wife. Okay, and then you also see his daughter with Ben Affleck at the end. Oh shit! So, damn um, son. Yeah, so we're. I'm definitely really excited. For yes. This. Um. So there's not too much more to go on with that, but we do have one thing that both of us have been extremely excited about.
0: And we can just do this as a Tanad Express. Yeah, was, we're going to go I, off. I was huh? going to
1: say this is going to. Hopefully, this train doesn't go off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Resident Evil Eight Village. Was I don't know if I'll call it my favorite Resident Evil, but
0: I had a blast with it. My favorite is still four, and five is a close second, and this is definitely up there. I think it's better than seven. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, Which is apparently is not a very popular
1: opinion, from what I've been seeing. Eh. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do very much so enjoy the Resident Evil formula. Uh, especially like when you're in like the one building most of the time, like Resident mm. Evil Two. Like the Resident Evil Two remake is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah it's good. Uh, Resident Evil Three remakes, all right. It's beautiful. It's just it's very short. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Resident Evil Seven. It was one of my favorite games. I uh, didn't really play much after four. Uh, especially because I heard bad things about five and six. <laughs> five, you haven't played
0: five? No. Five is good. Don't listen to what people say. Five is good. Six, I, not so much. I, I
1: think I bought them all, so I'm gonna go back through and play yeah, them. Yeah, I saw it on the yeah. uh, thing <laughs> on the yeah. I kept them on there because I was like, I don't know if you're gonna want to play them or not. Six but is definitely not worth your time. I still play it just in, yeah. just because. Like especially four. because of the reference that you get from Heisenberg uh during your big fight which we'll talk about oh, in yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. that that yeah. was probably my favorite thing in the whole game yeah. <laughs> uh but so we'll start it from the beginning we'll try to not dwell on anything for too too long yeah i are just
0: gonna do a quick run through the whole game
1: but first just because i think this is the way we do it what would you give the score for this game i'd give it a nine out of ten Okay.
0: Only Mark Well, we'll talk about that
1: later on. Okay. I was thinking eight. Okay. Um I, I did really enjoy it. Um uh, just narratively, there were a couple things and the only reason I give it an eight is because I try to compare it to my actual favorite games, like God of War and uh some of the Assassin's Creed titles. Okay, and that's different for me because I really have nothing to compare it to other than the other Resident Evil
0: games because yeah. I
1: don't play anything. <laughs> well, and like, I just, I like my movies or my games to feel like movies. Like, that's just the way I like it. And this one did, it just, there was a couple of parts where I was just like, didn't really need that. Okay. And then not too much. It was very well fleshed out. And yeah, visually, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. And I think first, before we get into the game, we can talk about like the setting itself. Like this is like it's it's one area but it spans out into different sections of yeah. one area so it feels like an open world yes.
1: type of thing the, the village has very much um resident evil 4 vibes yes yeah they said it was, it was a mix of resident evil 4 and 7 yes very much um so if you think of if you go back to resident evil 7 you look at the baker house like each section is pretty much its own baker house yeah um uh, I hated the Baker House, but I loved it because it <laughs> yeah. creeped me the fuck out. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of things I didn't see coming that I, I enjoyed. But the, the cool thing about this was, like, I liked how the village was your, like, central hub. Yeah. There was always something new when you came back and you got to explore a little bit more after mm-hmm. you, like, finished one of the main bosses. And there was always, like, a little something extra you could delve into and find, which was one of my favorite things about it. But um, aesthetically, it was fantastic. Uh, There's an emotional, like sad, like tone throughout the whole thing. I think it's a very depressing game. Yeah. Also, creators of Resident Evil hate Ethan's hands. Yeah, they just his hands take a lot of damage. In seven, his hand gets cut off. Yeah. In eight, his hand gets bitten in half. Yeah, the fingers get cut (laughs) off. And And then his other hand gets cut off, and then he just goes, click. (laughs) Yeah, and they
0: explain why that is. Yes. Which you know, at
1: first I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that was the moment in the game where I was like. This is going to get super fucking cheesy, isn't it? And it didn't... I it, mean, it, it's a... Resident Evil is inherently cheesy. Yep. Especially, like, lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of lines, just real quick. The Duke, my favorite thing was the what are you buying? Oh, just <laughs> like, something
0: one of my old friends used to say.
1: <laughs> I was just like, that's fantastic. That's all yeah. I need. Just Which I kind of wish they would have put that. the old
0: merchant in it. At would least in cool. a part. Yeah, in a
1: part or something. I, I, th- I think that would have been cool. Yeah. I did like the idea that, like, he just roams around and pretty much follows you everywhere.
0: Yeah, and that, that's what the th- uh, videos I was watching, the theories about why he's doing that. Yeah. Because he's a potentially, like, ruler of, like, a fifth house.
1: Which, I mean, I don't think they...
0: There's <sighs> DLC's coming, so...
1: Ooh! Yeah. Hmm. And then they can bring the merchant in to sell you the rest of the shit? Well, that, and then he, he, he could play a role in the next one, too. Who knows? I mean, I'd be down. Yeah. Um. So now, we'll break it down from pretty much beginning to end as quickly as possible. Um, so we start off with the Village of Shadows book, which kind of gives you a breakdown of what to expect in the game.
0: Yeah, which at first, when I first played, I was kind of like thinking like how is was going
1: to connect because yeah. it was kind
0: of off-putting because you never seen something like that in a, a Resident Evil game before. Yeah, it, it was, was kind of Tim Burton-esque.
1: Tim Burton or... I don't know if you ever played Limbo. No. Visually. Okay. Because like, I know it was
0: inspired by the Japanese like paper book stories or something yeah.
1: like that. Yeah. And it, it was... Visually, like it was it was really cool, yeah. uh, but it was very like taking more than you're like offered type of idea,
0: yeah. Uh, and the story is read by Mia, well, yeah. Mia,
1: quotation marks, touche. I didn't think about yeah. that. Um, so then we pretty much go to Ethan and Mia, kind of well, they're raising their daughter Rose and in Europe, yes, and they're Ethan's having problems with her. Being so nonchalant about everything that happened in Louisiana. Yeah. And, which there's a reason for. It. Yes. <laughs> um, Kind of makes you wonder what her attitude was like before the thing that happened happened. And, it, okay. and how he wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll get to more of that in the future. But also, you get your first, like, what the fuck moment when all of a sudden after you put the kid to bed...
0: You go down there and you're about to eat dinner and then shots fire. Yeah,
1: and you see Chris and we've all seen it in the trailer, but Chris, crap like they like blast Mia and they take Ethan and Rose and they like essentially kidnap them and give them no explanation, which was so dumb. Yeah, and this is when you think like Chris is like a bad guy. Yeah, and that, I mean, honestly, I never thought he actually was because it's Chris Redfield. He's he's a staple of the franchise he's resident evil jesus yeah um i just that that was one of the narrative things where i was like really you know how much time and bullshit you save if you just tell him what's going on especially because they already explained at the beginning that he spent months training with chris redfield so he's not a liability like yeah it just it just them not explaining it kind of helps with the twist at the end i mean it definitely does but it feels like it was written that way just to give the twist. Yeah, that, that's the only problem I have. Which is kind of like there's a few twists at the end, actually. Yeah, no, 100. percent There's at least three. Yeah. Um. But it, it was just one of those things that kind of bugged me, where I was like, "You could have." You literally wrote yourself into a corner at the end to where you had to make this at the beginning. And see, I really didn't look at it that way. I was just like happy that it was happening. I don't know. I mean, I was happy that there was a Resident Evil game to play, so I was I was cool with that. Yeah. It just. It feels like there's a smart way to go about things and then Chris felt like like a preteen boy who just like didn't want to give his Because like... he, he, he made himself
0: look like a bad guy the way he said sorry Ethan. He, yeah. he didn't even say like, well I'll explain later or whatever. Well,
1: even later when you're in like Moreau's area. He yeah. just seems like a dick and you're like, dude I'm He's just like, trying you're to out help.
0: help. Tell him to stay out of it and stuff like He's that. Like, you're He's out like, of your depth.
1: Yeah. Um, and then after that um, we basically, essentially wake up at yeah, on a, a crash site yeah because the thing they kidnap you in crashes and goes off road and then you can get your first uh, you're walking like, through the dark and like trees and shit yeah it's you, hard to you see get your first thing. glimpse into everything you uh when do we see our first uh lichen werewolf thing? that's not
0: until you well the first one i saw is you're going to the you're going to the village and it's is it right before you go into the house with the daughter and the and the, and the dad like you're walking up that hill with the car yes. are? that's when you see the first
1: couple Yes, because like you have to go like over the gate yeah through that little the grass and shit yeah, yeah that's when you see the first couple okay so yeah so you see it right after you like get to the church and after you've made it through a bunch of the area and you get your first gun and all that oh yeah. it's, it's and before, right when your hand gets uh bitten off yeah and then before that when you're uh, walking from the crash site
0: you get to the the cliff's edge and mm-hmm. you see the, the castle, and you see the village, you see everything. Yes. Yeah, and then you walk down into the into it.
1: And that was visually, like, dope, just to yeah. get to see that whole, like, expanse. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and then you see how everyone in the village is on edge, and I think these are literally the only people from the village you meet that are alive the rest of the game.
0: Yeah, them, and then the people you go into in, Lu- in Louise's house.
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. uh, th- that mother, that dad and his daughter you bring them into louise's house mm-hmm. thinking that you're saving them and then shit goes down yep um because he was he's the dad starts turning correct
0: mm-hmm. yeah he turns into he's starting to turn into one of the uh, werewolves yeah. he takes everyone out he hits that chick in the like the shoulder with that machete or whatever it oh, was yeah.
1: <laughs> takes her out first um and <laughs> that truck scene just i was like it, it didn't really make sense to me. Especially after he hit the wall once and it didn't budge. I was like... Yeah, it's not going to budge the second time. Don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it like, and that chick is retarded, too. Yeah. It was... There was no reason for her to die. No. It was dumb. I mean, I like the fact that we didn't have baggage the whole time and have to, like, escort someone around. Yeah, but, like,
0: she shot her dad knowing that he wasn't her dad, her dad anymore. But then she tries to save him again
1: anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that was... That was nearly shot him once. <laughs> that was questionable. Yeah. At best. Um So then you escape from there and I think this is where we start making our way to The Castle,
0: yeah, because you you get the two um emblems they have to put in the door with the demon and that angel chick.
1: Yeah. It opens the door to go across to the castle. Yes. And you see these like goats everywhere and they're supposed to like symbolize like mother miranda protecting everybody yeah um and you kind of get your first glimpse of that once you start heading towards the castle Mm because you get introduced so this is where your hand gets cut off correct uh, no, not yet. Oh, no, no. You, you meet um,
0: Heisenberg when you first get into the castle and you're about to work the elevator. You yeah. turn around, he's there. And then and he, he captures, captures like, you.
1: Yeah, captures you, knocks you out, brings you to their little meeting. And you see the four lords. Yes, and Mother Miranda. Yep. Uh, you see Mother Miranda, Donna, and Angie. Angie. Which um, I
0: didn't see Donna at first. I just saw Angie, so I thought the doll honestly, was like alive on its own.
1: I didn't notice her the whole time until you killed her.
0: Yeah, and if you look again on that scene, she's just sitting next to Mother Miranda in that chair. I'm going to have to go back to yeah. that. Because even like, even Angie turns around and goes
1: to her, which oh. I didn't catch the first time. I just thought the doll was alive. So <laughs> and I did, too. I was, like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, is this a Tim Burton movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you see Donna and Angie, Lady Dimitrescu. I don't think her daughters are at that movie. No, it's just Lady Dimitrescu, Kaiserberg, and the Moreau. Yes, and... They're kind of arguing over who's going to take Ethan. Real quick, let's just rank our favorite uh lords okay this is a little ranking section (laughs) and they may be different uh four easily Moreau. Moreau. he was fucking lame yeah the lamest one Uh three heisenberg three heisenberg for you
0: um yeah yeah and
1: then two donna and angie and then one One, demitrust yeah that That was, was the most exciting
0: one. which was yeah it was exciting and it was kind of disappointing that that was
1: the first one you do and she's gone especially because that was like the crux of what the game was pretty much sold on was everybody was like, ooh, big mommy milkers, well, nine the, foot vampire bitch. <laughs> that was just, I think that was just
0: smart marketing. They knew people were going to like run away with it. Was, oh like, yeah. Free, free fucking publicity.
1: The amount
0: of cosplay out of that is bananas. Cosplay of Lady demetrescu and then her daughters is cosplay of that too. Oh yeah. Now that you got the mods yeah. that are going around.
1: <laughs> you know, we were looking at that right yeah. before we came down.
0: It's, it,
1: that was quick.
0: It was yeah, very it was fast. Really that was cosplay within the first like couple hours of the trailer. Yeah, the dropping. trailer.
1: Yeah, you got cosplay for uh, Lady Dimitrescu and at least one of her daughters.
0: Yeah, and it, it was, was
1: it was wild. It was all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that,
0: that, it would have been cool if maybe you didn't like if she was the main lord and then she would be following you throughout the whole game. Oh yeah, like, like nemesis or something.
1: Oh, uh, th- that 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 would have been my pick, especially because. The way she walks towards you, too, when she's chasing you, it's kind of, you're, you're like, oh, it was fuck. It was very Mr. X. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, it, it she was the one who had that trope the most mm-hmm. of, like, the typical Mr. X nemesis formula. And I felt they built her up to where you thought she was going to be a bigger role. In oh, that. yeah. Like, I honestly kind of expected her to have uh not Miranda's role, but at least Heisenberg's role.
0: Yeah, and I mean... I if you're talking about like time played in each section, she probably has the longest gameplay. I think her and Heisenberg.
1: Are, like, I was gonna say longest. her and Heisenberg. Yeah, yeah. Cause the cause, shortest is Don and Angie. Very much, but I think that was the best decision for that because mm-hmm. if you drew that out any longer, it probably wouldn't have been as good. I think right. that's why I hated Moroz so much is because it wasn't the longest, but it was that one should have been done. Yeah. I, if anything, Don and
0: Angie should have been a little longer.
1: Yeah. I agree, yeah.
0: Because there was like room for more eerie shit in there. Oh,
1: it, it was very well done, and the amount of pitch black in that, especially and the red the lighting and oh, stuff. <laughs> yeah. That fucking baby. Yeah, that baby, that fetus. <gasps> so we get done. So we we get through the castle Dimitrescu and we kill all three daughters. Mm-hmm. Which the way that you kill them made me happy and it wasn't they weren't hard at all either. know but it was just kind of cool that you have to like bring sunlight and wind in yeah the cold because they're made out of bugs basically yeah so that was kind of cool to me and then you see them turn into ash and then the fight with lady dimitresque where she is not what people cosplayed at all uh she's like a giant fucking yeah winged beast yeah
0: And before <laughs> that that's when you get to see ethan's hand get cut off you're in that little section of that dungeon or whatever uh, and right when you go to hit that switch Fucking hand gone. Oh, that was And that's when she first chases you around that little section.
1: That was rough. And yeah. I'm so mad because I watched a stupid IGN video that gave me that part away. I was like, no, I didn't think he'd get his hand. <laughs> gone. I was like, because I, I was already past the part where he like got his fingers bitten off. So I was yep. like that. I was like, they're like Resident Evil hates uh Ethan's, Ethan's hands. hands. And I was like, okay, so it'll just be those two things. I'm like, that makes sense. And then they gave that and I was like, Mother fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, this is stupid.
0: But and how's he attached it? He puts the first aid uh, liquid on there yeah, and then just yes. put it, literally puts it on.
1: Done. It yeah. Was, it was... Uh, it was... It was cheese, but it was... At the time, you're like, right. what the fuck? Yeah. Once it's explained, I was like, you go back in your head and you're like, all right, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah.
0: Um, then you and, go further
1: into the castle at that point. Yeah. And then uh, you find uh, all the masks that you have to put in those things to open the door. Yep. You get out, you fight her, kill mm-hmm. her. That was... In my opinion, probably the most challenging boss fight, too. Yeah, pretty cool-looking, too. I think the coolest-looking one out of all of them. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. I thought Moreau's fish thing was... It looked like an angler fish. It really did, and I thought... Well,
0: we'll talk about Heisenberg when we get there. Yeah. But, um But, yeah. And the reason you she turns into that thing is because when you go on top of that tower, you open the coffin, and there's, like... Uh, cadaver in there and you take the dagger out of his hands yes and that's what kills her
1: or makes her transform yes well that and the fact that the uh sunlight comes in yeah um
0: yeah it's not like overly stated that she's a vampire but you kind of get the idea that they're some type of vampire vampire yeah especially because they're like licking your blood and stuff yeah and she has to drink her blood your blood because she has a a disease a blood disease
1: yeah and it's not like the, the way they explain everything it's not like vampires per se yeah it's they're not overtly called werewolves. They're lichens, which they're is lichens. which is what they're called in like underworld. Yeah, it, yeah. it's
0: essentially werewolves. Yeah. but it's yeah. When you find out um, Moreau was experimenting, he's the reason why they're were werewolves because he he changed He uses wolf um, DNA, he injects it into their spines and mixes with something else. Okay, changes them to that. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and
1: see, he's not the one I would have expected to do that. I yeah, thought it would have been Heisenberg. because he's controlling them basically. Yeah. he's like so. But then. Well, yeah, we'll get into Heisenberg <laughs> yeah. in a minute, because I fucking hated the factory. Um, yeah. But, so then when you're done with her, you get this flask, which, I've never seen a flask look like that. It looks like a prescription, like, square pill bottle, kind of. I've never even seen that. It looked like something you would put toiletries in. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, that's the best way I can think to explain it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like got this, like, viscous yellow liquid, and then you... Has a label
0: on it. Yeah. And so then, the
1: caduceus. There's a picture of the Kadoo on all of it, isn't there? I want to say there is.
0: If I don't not, know. there's a drawing of something.
1: Yeah. I, I know that they are all labeled, and you don't know what it is until you go and make your way to your first meeting with. Or second, second or third meeting with the uh, Duke. Well, this is the first time you go into the area where the Giant's Chalice is, where you put the.
0: The thing into yes, and that's when he tells you all oh, roses split into four pieces, and he's
1: like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "That is a choice for a video game to make, literally dismembering an infant." Yeah, and that's another thing you find out
0: why. Yeah, that she's able to withstand that. Yeah, uh, blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, um, very interesting. Yeah, uh, and that's when you go to
1: the next lord. Yes, which is
0: Donna and Angie
1: yes and like we've already said it was fairly quick but it was the most like i'll call it like detective work you did detective work it's the most horror-esque yes. part i think i would compare it a lot to you ever play the evil within
0: Yep, I'd, I'd be both of them
1: that that was the section that probably gave me the most evil within vibes that and the uh fan head yep um But it was very—it was very like detective work, um, driven. And I like the environment. When you walk up to the house, it's like on the edge of a cliff with like a waterfall behind it. It's kind of like nice looking. Yeah, it it was uh, visually like this game does almost nothing wrong. Yeah, Um, and all the fucking dolls in the house. Ugh. Yeah, and at first
0: they're not moving or anything, and you find out it's the um, fumes from the plants that are around that are kind of like making you hallucinate. Okay, And that's why you see the baby and then the dolls coming alive.
1: That baby. <laughs> uh, so you go you go down to the basement and you start like dissecting this mannequin. That's
0: supposed to be Mia.
1: Yeah. And once you get everything out of that that you need you start making your way down the hall. The lights are all out. and Like a red hallway lit up. And there's this baby coming at you. And I, I was so dumb the first like, time I, don't it. I was like, what do I do with this? Because I like it, it it seems like it's like one in- and you don't see it at first you just hear it yeah and you're like i mean, you see like it's like it looks like intestines but it's probably like an umbilical cord yeah like strewn is. across the floor yep. and so the fr- my dumbass, ass first thing was like okay like just go to it and see what happens and it fucking swallows you whole and i was <laughs> like that was stupid
0: <laughs> you know, when i first encountered i got close to it and then it got louder and then i just like i jumped You said no nah, like, we're out yeah i ran backwards <laughs> do you think that's going to be upsetting to some people to have basically a fetus just rolling around I feel like it will offend some people. Which, I don't care. But. Everything offends someone. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean... You you can't have unsweetened tea in the South without offending someone. So, yeah. you, there's nothing that you can't do that right. won't make someone mad. That was
0: just the first thing that popped in my mind. I'm like, well, wow, this is going
1: to upset oh, yeah. some people. I, I can definitely see that. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially because, like... It doesn't look fully developed. So, no. it might be th- the implication of, like... Miscarriage it or it looks like a fetus. Or uh, abortion? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> the way it sounds, too, is oh, fucked up. It's <laughs> bad. Like, yeah. having to hide under the bed to, like, run away from it. and Hide in the cabinets. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. And then, once you finally escape the basement, you don't have to deal with the baby anymore. Yep. I was surprised that they didn't make you kill the baby. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you don't. But, I mean, it's fine. It yeah. was definitely, uh... Raise the blood pressure a little bit. Yep, and as
0: soon as you get back upstairs, you see Angie floating there, right?
1: Yes. Well, oh, so yeah. You, kinda, you see she Angie talks floating you, and then she like throws a bunch of fucking dolls at you. Yeah, and you basically hacking. play a
0: game of hide and seek with Angie for a little, bit. which
1: I thought was kind of cool, honestly. Yeah. Um, especially once you stab her the first time because you can see like the blood trails on the wall. Yeah, there's like, there's something
0: living inside her. It's a this inside her. Yeah, yeah. And then like you notice like the more time you take to find her. The louder the music gets, and then the dolls come alive and attack oh, you. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it gets very, like, tense. Yeah. And I think you have to find her and attack her four times? Three. Three? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's pretty simple, but it's yeah. it definitely gets your blood going, because, like, a lot of the dolls look alike. Don't get me wrong, she's mostly in white, but it's, like, a dirty white to where it's, like, it kind of blends in with everything. Yeah. To where you, like, have to, like, really, like, keep your eyes open. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I didn't realize, like I said, that there was that... Which one is which? Donna or Angie's the doll? Donna is the woman. Angie's the doll. Okay, so I didn't realize that Donna was a thing until you like kill her and you see like the giant gap in her head. That you, you see created. her even before that, right when you first see Angie. Donna's right behind her. And she's like, I can't let you leave. See, I- <laughs> she's like right there. I need to. Go- I need to go back and at least watch <laughs> yeah, over she's again. she's like cause standing right there. I was so entranced by the doll, mm-hmm. like visually, to where I was just like. That's the bad guy. Like it wasn't anything. Like, yeah, it didn't strike me as like a ventriloquist act.
0: Yeah, which you find out the cadu and the experiment that happened to Donna allows her to put her consciousness into the doll. That's basically what it is. Oh, okay. That's why when you kill the doll, it turns out that the wound is in Donna's head. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's, it's heightened ventriloquism essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, like tele- telepathy based almost. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- that was one of my favorite things mm-hmm. uh and then we go back to the village there's nothing really that happens big in this yeah you put the thing in the giant's chalice and then basically you just go to the Moreau yeah. the next. you keep adding to your key to like yeah unlock all the doors and everything mm-hmm. uh then yeah you go to Moreau, and that was very i really thought it was just going to be done with mm-hmm. him because you like sneak up on him you take the you the take flask. it right away and, and i was like, like oh that was really easy yeah, and you find out he's very like insecure yeah <laughs> and then you find out that he was also just like delaying you as he's like asking you please don't do this like you're gonna make, no, me the others like make fun of me <laughs> <laughs> i was like i don't it gave me vibes like i got from another video game where like that villain like actually like turns and helps you i can't remember what game off the top of my head it's just it reminded me a lot of it So I I thought they were going to, like, subvert things and make it to where Moreau actually joined you Mm -hmm. and tried to, like, help you stop everybody else as long as you don't kill him. Right. Kind of like a spineless coward, like, betrayal, and then probably double-cross you again later. Yeah, no, you don't do that. Yeah, no. It was literally just, like, a quick feign to, like, delay you so he can, like, set traps basically yeah and then you go out into the the water and you're going across
0: across rooftops and he doesn't attack you there he just kind of like goes all over the place swims yeah. all over you
1: um when you're crossing from building to building he can kill you oh, okay uh i only know because i had a glitch a couple times where that building wouldn't fall oh really so i had to purposely die to restart or i just oh, had wow. to restart yeah, i didn't run into any of that that was the only glitch i encountered the whole game the oh. rest of it was super smooth I like. Yeah. I heard very, very little about glitches with mm-hmm. this game, which yeah, was, it's nice for a triple A company to come out with a game and it not be broken yeah. off the bat. Yeah, it's unheard of these days. Cyberpunk. I still haven't played it. I refuse to. Yeah, I'm not I mean, sure. I, I heard it's fixed now, but I'm like, I just, I can't bring myself to do it. I heard narratively it's really good. I just. Don't know if I want to put myself through that shit. That game kind of got ruined. Yeah. It really did. It, it, it ruined the rep real quick. Mm-hmm. I think it did horrible sales-wise. But at the same time... Yeah, people complaining that they delayed it. Well, that... Yeah, that, they, they were literally like death threats. Yeah. And, and then they release it as is, and they still get death threats. But at the same time, they did have this problem once before. The Witcher 3 was released to not-so-good reviews because of bugs. Okay. And then a couple years later, it's like the talk of the town. Everybody fucking loved it. Because everything they did was great. They just needed to like delay it a little bit longer. Right. That's one thing companies have a really big problem doing is giving themselves enough time. Capcom, for the most part, seems like they're pretty good at like taking their time and not... If they need to delay something, they will. But I don't even think they delayed this. No, they didn't. It was pretty straightforward. They gave themselves enough time, even with the pandemic, to finish this game. Yep. So... All I can really say in that is kudos. And they definitely take time because it's been three years. Well, four years now.
0: Yeah, four years since the last one came out. Yeah, because they, they say
1: in, in-game, they say it's been three years. Yeah, three years, yeah. So they had time to make it, too. Yeah, because I think 17 came out? Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing I did miss from 7, I will say, is the tapes. I loved oh, VHS the VHS tapes. tapes? Yeah. Because yeah. those were just kind of cool because you're not playing as Ethan, but you get to go essentially do that part twice and when you do something in the tapes it switches what's there for ethan yeah like open fireplaces or whatever mm-hmm. so i thought that was cool and I, I did miss that aspect but it made sense why it wasn't there
0: yeah the environment and the yeah. thing because they're kind of like close to the outside world
1: yeah um and then so let's just kind of speed through morel because you just yeah. have to drop you gotta the water go
0: level. you gotta get a crank and like operate one of the windmills to get power to the dam or whatever and then you do that, and it drains the water, and that's when you fight Moreau. Yeah,
1: and it was just very by-the-numbers. Yeah. I well, I, I do like that acid breath that he had. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I did think that was cool, especially yeah. when he, like, just sprays it all over. Yeah, there's, like, like no fuck. escape. You gotta go, like, hide under, like, an awning somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did think that was very cool. One thing I also did like about this is ammo was not hard to come by at all. Yeah, which, that's one complaint that I've heard a lot of people... They say. didn't like
0: that? Yeah, they liked it being more, you have to conserve what you have, it's not as easy to come by.
1: If that's the case, then I think you need less villains,
0: and you need yeah. to have a villain that's there When you have, longer. like, a shit ton of lichens around you, yeah. you're gonna need
1: something. Yeah, because if you run out of ammo, dude, you're, you're gonna die. Yeah. I mean, I know that's one thing a lot of people dislike. So it's, it's weird, because you love that in action games when you have plenty of ammo, mm-hmm. and you hate it when you don't have... Uh, When you have too much ammo in horror games, for most people. Yeah. Whereas, like, Gears of War subverted that with essentially putting ammo pretty scarcely to where you, like, really had to conserve it. Yeah. And that was one of the big complaints when that one came out, so they had to, like, amp up the amount of ammo Mm -hmm. in the future games.
0: And one thing I noticed, too, about this game is it's not as
1: scary as seven. They, no. I, they they dialed back the horror a little bit and put more action. Yes. I do feel like when we get to where we're going to get in a moment at Heisenberg's factory, that's when I got the most jump scares and the most like creepy vibes, especially cuz it's a lot more dark.
0: Visually.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think uh Donna and Angie's house is
0: definitely the top creepy thing in the game and Heisenberg's factory is like second. Yeah. Yeah, cuz the castle wasn't too it wasn't scary. No, it, it was very it was eerie brightly lit.
1: Yeah, it was kind of eerie looking, yeah. but it wasn't scary. The, the dungeons underneath were more scary than the rest of the house. Yeah. And even then, that was... The, the one thing I also did like is, like, enemies didn't, like, pop up back in the same location 18 times. Yeah. Where, literally, maybe twice, but that was because it was... Because you narratively had to go back in that area. Yeah. It wasn't like, every time you go back here just because you want to explore, mm-hmm. they're back. Right. And you have to waste more ammo. Yeah. So I thought that was very well done. Uh, the puzzles... Okay this one of my favorite things about resident evil is the puzzles to the point where like i'm not gonna lie there are times during which i had to be like how in the hell am i supposed to solve this to where i had to look up on like ign and like just get like a hint and i was like makes so much sense it's stupid like uh you go and get that uh necklace yeah with two holes mm-hmm. so you know the three puzzles you had to solve there like to light the braziers. Yeah, my I think my brother did that part. So, I I could not figure out how to get that one at the end of the hall lit. And it was driving me insane. Oh, yeah, and you had to set the guy on fire. Yeah, and then yeah. he has to follow you over. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking serious? Because I literally just shot that because they keep bringing a new like zombie mm-hmm. out like every two seconds yeah. after you kill one. Yeah. Because they're like, dude, you need to use this. And I was like, why do they keep responding? And then as soon as you do that, they stop responding. And I was like, Yeah. I don't know how he figured it out, too, but he'd figured it out right away. Yeah, I, I had to look it up, because I, I there was no way. I, yeah. I, I kept trying to shoot the thing to, like, get it to light, and it wasn't working. I was like, I was like I'm getting ready to leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I like puzzles that challenge me to the point where I'm like, I'll spend another ten minutes on this, and mm-hmm. if I don't get it, then I'll just... Yeah, and the puzzles weren't, like, there weren't, like, an overwhelming amount of puzzles, puzzles in this game. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was very, uh... It, it was nicely sparsed out but i love that like detective work in these games uh especially like taking apart like the treasures and stuff that you get and having to like combine them or like yeah make the uh keys into mm-hmm. more keys when you get new yeah. pieces stuff like that mm-hmm. I, i've always liked that um so yeah we leave Moreau after we kill him it was very kind of lackluster yeah and go back we- to the area and put the thing in the giant's chalice yes And then, actually, as soon as we leave, then you get a bunch of these signs, which I thought was cool.
0: Oh yeah, from Merode, they kind of lure you to his, uh, to a spot. Yeah, Heisenberg.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you start heading that way, and you get all like this way, or this way, Daddy, or whatever. (laughs) Like just a bunch of. Did you kill the two goats? The black goats, Black Phillips. Yes. Yeah. The black Phillips. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. Uh, and honestly, before I even went to the, uh factory i went to that little uh cannibals yeah that's what i did yeah and because i thought that's where you had to go yeah and then so then after that you go back up you go to heisenberg's factory and it was just kind of
0: get trying to get you to be on his side because he doesn't like mother miranda at all
1: which i kind of almost wish they would have worked together but at the same time then you would have had to fight him at the end anyways yeah because he wants to destroy her because he wants payback for what she did to him see and i just I I wish video games would subvert my expectations because I knew he wasn't going to join him, but I was like, I want a video game to do that one time where the the hero literally is just like, this feels like my only choice, so let's do it. Yeah, even if we have to double cross each other later. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he's like super adamant about trying to take out Mother Miranda because she's like, she's scared of Rose, or she thinks, and she wants. He wants to use Rose as a weapon to go
0: against her. Yes. And Ethan's not down for that.
1: Yeah. Understandably, you don't yeah. <laughs> use your daughter as a weapon, yeah. but you definitely needed all the help you could get, or so you thought. Yeah. Um. Then you disagree, and then he kicks you down this this hole yeah. in the ground, and then you got to go through the factory that way. Yeah. And you meet the uh, fan head, which... You don't have to fight him right away. No, but you have to run away from him yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Um, do you hear they actually got in a lot of trouble for that, for the fan head? Yes. Why they stole the, stole the design from a horror movie? Which one? I don't remember. I'll have to look it back up on IGN. But they were uh, the original artist from said movie was considering a lawsuit because I mean it's pretty like one on one one. <laughs>
0: hmm.
1: But I'm can, sure that's
0: not where they got it
1: though. No. Um, yeah. Who? But who knows? Yeah. Um, that was pretty tense running away from that that scared the shit out of me the first Mm. few times I love the guys with the drill arms those are pretty cool I I thought they were very well done and it was a nice way to like increase difficulty and those kind of made me think of like vintage Resident Evil for some reason see you know what it made me think of Wolfenstein never played it I know what it is I never played it like more like the 2000 remake okay like was it Wolfenstein 3D or something I I just I don't know why like it reminded me of that a lot visually uh, but I, I also see what you're talking about mm-hmm. um, it definitely goes back to the roots yeah Um, but you have to like shoot that red chess piece to like kill them yeah but they're not too difficult no but it, it definitely increases the difficulty enough to where you're like fuck <laughs> yeah um, and you keep getting like new versions of them throughout the factory mm-hmm. where they have one drill arm and then two drill arms and then armor mm-hmm. and it just kind of ramps up just
0: like with almost, all, almost all the villains there's different versions of them I think yeah. the werewolves have the most
1: variety out of them yeah no that's fair to say yeah. I, I had to think about it for a second because I forgot because you have the one with the helmet on you got the normal one you got the one with the helmet you got the arrow ones you got the giant ones oh yeah yeah. There's and only then you got two the, of those, I think. The, well yeah, the, the giant two giant ones.
0: ones. And then you got the other giant ones that walk on all fours. Oh yeah. I forgot about those. Yeah, things. there's a the one when you play as Ethan, and then you gotta kill two of them when you're when you play as Chris.
1: Actually there's two two or three of them as Ethan. Really? I only saw the one. Because you go back to where Louisa's house is? Oh I didn't and go that, back that up. And that one's like a a boss essentially. Oh I didn't go back up there. Yeah. Um because you have to go I went back there to get the rare pig or whatever. Oh, okay. So um and then so, essentially, you escape... You get ready to escape the uh, factory. And you run back into Chris. And he's admonishing you again. Well yeah. you you're out of your depth. Yeah, because the reason why is you, you make it all the way to the top or
0: whatever. And the Heisenberg confronts you and then, like, hits you down all the way back to the bottom. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you land on the... And that's when you find Chris. And he has... Like, he built, like, some sort of, like, tank drill thing.
1: <laughs> See, and... I don't know how I feel about that thing. We'll get into that in a moment. But, <laughs> yeah. essentially, Chris then... Gives you the lowdown on kind of what's going on and why he didn't tell you, and the fact that Mia stole or Miranda stole Mia's body, and they think that posed Mia's the as head. her. Yeah, and bunch of stuff. See, this is where my biggest pet peeve comes in with this game is if Miranda came in and posed as Mia for potentially months, which she did. <laughs> why wouldn't she have just taken the kid and fucking ran away? That's true because there's literally no work she has to do and ethan's not going to be super paranoid for a long period of time because th- does it specify how long mother Miranda was posing as mia i don't think it did i think i think they said
0: months months okay
1: but even then like she, dude she could have ran off with the yeah she waited
0: time. for yeah because when, when the reason why the crash happened after chris took uh yeah essentially it took Mia's body and um Chris and Rose is that she turned back into Mother Miranda and caused the crash. Yeah. And took Rose.
1: Yeah, so at it's that like... Point. It's just... I, I just don't get... I mean, I understand. It's, like, it's movie logic. It's video game logic. It's... You need to do these things to get to a certain spot, but there's just those certain narrative choices where I'm like, this bitch could've ran off with the kid months ago, and Ethan was none the wiser that she was Miranda anyways. So, yeah. she could've been like, oh, I'm gonna go here and I'll be back in a couple of days I'm gonna take her cause she needs to feed mm-hmm. and you don't need to stay here Cause or she doesn't need to stay with you because you can't feed her cause breastfeeding or whatever you know what I mean mm-hmm. so the, he would have literally had like no thought until the world fucking ended right but you know you have to kind of create those yeah. logics um, so then you go up in this stupid tank <laughs> and have probably the lamest boss fight uh, Easiest boss fight of the game. I'd say is easier. I just thought you were, like, so protected because, like, literally you had the option to use that chainsaw to block yourself the whole time. Yeah, well, eventually you get hit out of the thing and then you get to walk around. Yeah, I mean, but that was fairly short and then you're right back in it to finish it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still think the game was very well overdone. I'm literally just nitpicking on shit that (laughs) I didn't like because... To explain why I came to an 8 instead of a 9. Mm-hmm. But other, other than that, I did love the game. I think it was very well done. Yeah. Um, The part that blew my mind was obviously the big first twist. Yeah,
0: and after you beat um Heisenberg, that's when that comes in. Yes. Mother Miranda shows up.
1: Yes, and she just kills you. Yep, and rips be- your heart out of, <laughs> out of Ethan's chest. Yeah, and she kind of explains a little bit more about the stealing Mia's body and, everything. and then you realize
0: that she was an old woman too in the village
1: yes she is able to pretty much shapeshift into anything
0: yeah which she only shapeshifted into women
1: from what we saw yes yes because you have the old woman Miranda Mia is that it yeah yeah I think that's it yeah um and she just literally like rips your heart out of your chest and Ethan dies and I was like that's it. <laughs> I was like, okay, of course we're going to go play as Chris. Yeah, we do, which is cool. <laughs> my favorite part of the game, probably, yeah. honestly. Other than the castle of Dimitrescu. It was just cool to be like that badass and overpowered. Uh, you literally also, take out these lichens like fast as fuck. Also, during the Heisenberg thing, like I said, I was going to touch on my favorite line of the game. Well, there's two favorite lines. We have the, what, what are you buying? Mm-hmm. And then also the, uh, I can't remember exactly how he says it, but he basically says that boulder-punching fuck. Yeah, like, it's like so corny, but it's fantastic. I also, hated the
0: line that Ethan said after he beat Moreau. He's like, "In life as he, in death as he was in life,
1: disgusting." <laughs> disgusting. I'm like, "Jesus, yeah, no need to say it." Right. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I might be seen as a bad dad for this, but I literally played this whole game with my son watching, and he kept going, "Dad, why is he cursing? Or why is he saying bad words so much?" I'm like, "I probably didn't think that through all the way, but." I mean, I, I used to sit and play games like that with my dad all the time, so I don't really think twice about it. Yeah, I think it's a big, big thing I did, too. So. Yeah. Um, so then you play as Chris, and you pretty much run through the village and just kill a bunch of, like... Uh, probably close to like a hundred lichens. At least. Yeah. And d- d- ammo out the wazoo. Yeah, just all over the place in these like boxes that are dropped. Yeah, it was like very Call of Duty. Yeah, very Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, And then at one point you get this like laser thing that like marks the big ass tree
1: that the guys around you hit. Yes. With the- which is a uh, mold from yeah, it's Resident mold. Evil 7 because you find that out right beforehand. Yeah. Um, And then we go a little bit further because it's my, my semi- megamycete megamycete um which is essentially what like controls the mold yeah and where like the mold is born Mm. uh which is uh, all like the heart of it is in the village underground yes and then so he makes his way through like the tree essentially like goes underground and like finds mother miranda's like lab yeah workshop lab and you see a bunch of pictures and this is where all the
0: connections come in
1: yes um i'll let you touch on the umbrella connection
0: okay yeah so you read this letter and it's from oswald e spencer who's one of the founders of the umbrella corporation and you realize that he got stranded in a forest close to the village and mother Miranda rescued him and then she he became a student of hers and uh eventually at one point in time Mother Miranda was just worried about bringing her daughter back and Oswald e. Spencer wanted to make a change in the world. So they kind of disagreed a little bit and then he left and created the umbrella corporation. And he took the
1: symbol from the village as mm-hmm. like an homage. See, and honestly, I didn't even think about that until that point in the game. Yeah, Cause I was like, it's the umbrella symbol on the uh, giant, giant chalice. chalice.
0: And then a few other places too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was like,
1: yeah. And I he realized that's just a symbol for the village and like pointed towards the four houses. Yeah. It was a very big narrative moment that I think a lot of people might miss because all he says is, really? Spencer was here?
0: Yeah, and then yeah, and you realize that Mother Miranda basically is the reason why the T-Virus was created,
1: essentially. Yeah. So it, it was really cool to be able to connect all that. Yeah. Um, And then in this area, he also finds Mia still alive. Who's locked up. Yes. Who's been there
0: for several months.
1: Yes, and he tells Mia, essentially, that Ethan is dead, and she's like, he's special yeah she's like I didn't want to have to say this but and then you get to see him talking to Evelyn which I did not expect yeah and that's when the second twist comes in yeah where he's essentially been dead for three years yeah like, right when
0: you get to the house and and you see Jack like dragging
1: you to the house uh-huh.
0: you're very dead at that point yeah
1: he, were, he was pretty much taken over by the, the mold. mold Yep, and that's the only thing that kept him alive yeah but basically he is mold he's made out of mold and that's why he was able to reattach his fucking hand yeah um he's very weak he wakes up and he's in the uh duke's cart Mm -hmm. and this is where you get the owl stuff you were talking about
0: yeah there's a rumor that he the duke is actually like more than just a merchant he could be like the head of the fifth house which is like the house of the owl yeah um which we could see in dlcs or whatever but he
1: takes you to the Back to the spot where you got the giant chalice and basically back to the uh, ceremony site. Yes. And uh, you kind of make your way through up to Miranda and super easy boss fight again.
0: Really okay. underwhelming. Like there's there's music, but it's kind of low. Yeah. There's nothing. It's.
1: I, I think this game does better narratively than it does with like reinventing gameplay. Well,
0: yeah. And then it's just like Resident Evil 7 where the boss fights kind of start at a high point. And they kind of get less and less
1: like yeah. cool. I, I do agree yeah um overall i still did did definitely enjoy it but yeah you kill her and then get rose get rose and then he starts dying and he he's starting to crystallize yeah he like starts turning to turn into ash and stuff i guess it's and it makes more sense mm-hmm. um and he basically gives rose to chris and Chris, Chris still Chris wants go. to save Ethan Yeah But Ethan's like He already knows he's fucked Yeah So he gets the detonator from Chris Yeah Blows up the seat And The whole village <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And uh Then The uh, What's the BSAA I can't remember what
0: that um, is Um So The BSAA He finds out they were actually doing experiments on them too And trying to make super soldiers or whatever mm-hmm. And that's when they look at the body and they realize,
1: even that, which I think opens up a big thing for Resident Evil Nine, which is yeah. already in development. Yeah, which
0: is which Chris is pissed off because he's like, "We're gonna go to the headquarters," is what happens at the very end. Yeah,
1: uh, you you see the big explosion in them on their way to. Is it in Washington? Europe. Oh, in Europe. Which is yeah, they're still in Europe anyway, but yeah. yeah. Um, so then flash forward i'm assuming 15 20 years at least unless
0: because the mold enables the person that it takes over to age faster so it could be relatively at the same time but she could be
1: asian faster. yes because if you think about it rose is a product of the mold yeah even she's born out of she basically a natural born like mold person because even if it wasn't like because mia had anything left over mold wise there's the obvious connection to ethan yeah um But you see her taking a bus to go see her dad's uh, grave Mm -hmm. and basically saying, like, sorry, I missed the last... uh, Happy birthday. birthday." Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. Sorry, I missed the other day. It's been kind of crazy. And then... Exams. Yeah. But she realized exams aren't (laughs) school-related. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then you have... I'm going to assume it's an umbrella agent. I think he's he's working with Chris because Chris is basically... He's both watching over her
0: and also monitoring her in case she goes, like berserk
1: yeah and he goes and picks her back up and basically he's like yeah i found her like where else is she gonna be
0: yeah and then makes a joke and calls her
1: eva <laughs> is it yeah and yep. uh she like gets pissed and she's like she like does she throw him against the fucking car throw him against
0: the truck and says I, I i can show you stuff that even chris doesn't know i can do and then you hear someone in and his in here say i got
1: a clear shot yeah and you kind of get that visual thing i think too where like through like the scope or whatever yeah um, Which shows you that Chris is also making sure she doesn't. Really yeah, well. it, it, definitely doing the umbrella thing of like covering his tracks. Yeah. Uh, even though he's obviously a good guy, he. I think they kind of explain it in seven where he like restarted umbrella. Umbrella good blue, blue umbrella. Yeah. They're trying to like take responsibility for what they did. Yes. Yeah. So it, it it definitely. You can see how he can be seen as a bad guy in this game a lot, but. He's also kind of trying to redeem everything. Yeah. So... And now he is
0: on a mission to go against the BSAA. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, the next game will either open... I honestly kind of hope we get to play as Rose. So, we have, like, some supernatural powers, which would be a kind of different yeah. list on the formula. Mm-hmm. Just to get something new in there. Yeah. Um. Just because you can, you can still do the Resident Evil formula, but have powers and kind of go more along the lines of like games like medium yeah where you have like sort of like telekinesis or something do you
0: think this this the next one as when i would be a co-op thing like you play as both an mm. chris and here they're gonna have separate stories but individually didn't they do that in six six was like four stories you got you got leon and the chick that he's with i forget her name you got Ada Wong's wong story you got jake
1: which is Wesker's son's story then you got chris's story <laughs> so <laughs> and they all connect somehow it's kind of retarded I, I, do, I will say I've always liked that aspect of Resident Evil, especially, like, the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, did, did did they make it to where you could play co-op in... Yeah, okay. Yeah, in, in 6. Um, but I just hope it's not in the same, like, because that game is literally straight action. So I'm trying to think of a good game to compare that to, because I know there was a game back in the day where, like... Fear 3. Never played it. Wait, oh. oh, no. Yeah, Fear 3. Um, so, the Fear series is fantastic, and they haven't yeah. made one in probably 10 years now. Fear 2 was where I got my real big, like, introduction. Like, there's this uh, girl, little girl who got experimented on. Her name is Ama, and she was, like, raped and stuff. And she ends up having two kids by the protagonist of the second game, because she rapes him. <laughs> and one of them is like a demon and has powers where he like can take people's bodies over and the other okay. one is more material and if you play it co-op you get to play as both of them okay. so one has like all this power to like transport body to body or like even escape the bodies and do like more spectral shit okay. and the other one is more like ground based right. so it it's kind of like that mixture would be kind of cool for a Resi a Resi 9
0: okay I just hope they don't lose, lose the horror aspect and try to go too actiony with this yes I do um, agree on that but I still want the same like kind of vibe Yes, 100%. And, and um, as they're driving away, Rose and this agent, once they get to the end of the road, you see a figure pop up, and then you see the car stop.
1: It's another one of those things I don't think I paid enough attention. I need to go back. And okay, tell- yeah, and that's how it ends,
0: just like that. So you're kind of like wondering who the fuck that person is. Yeah. People are saying it's Ethan just showing up for Rose like in her head or something but I think it's actually somebody because I don't think that's a weird game that's a weird way to end it if it's just Ethan
1: yeah I, I mean yeah and then after that it says the father's story is complete or something yeah the fa- the father's yeah I think the father's story is complete or yeah. ended or something like that mm-hmm. um which implies that you're gonna go forward with Rose yeah which is cool yeah so definitely excited to see where they go forward with this franchise
0: and after, after that they show the
1: the Village of Shadows book again don't they yeah, but just as like a credit yeah, uh, role thing. You yeah. get all the names and mm-hmm. everything. Um, I am curious, though. Well, uh, two questions. Do you enjoy first person or the third person overhead
0: more? I like them for different scenarios, I think. I think seven, the first person worked more because mm-hmm. it was more horror. Mm-hmm. But in this one, I think third person would have been
1: fine. I, I, can, I can see that. Except for the pack Fact where they don't give Ethan a fucking face the whole game. Yeah. Um, which on, during that last cutscene with Ethan, it kind of drove me nuts, but I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently. Like, at least show his face as he's about to die or something. Something. Like. I mean, I, I understand their logic, but at the same time, it's just like. Because if they did that, then they would have felt more apt to put in, like, reflections in the game. Yeah. So I, I get it, but it sucks. Um, and then on top of that, my other question is. We already know they're remaking resident evil 4. due to how recent five and six were and graphically how they measure up to four even though four honestly wasn't that bad
0: yeah for the time now.
1: um do you think five and six need a remake no would you play it if they came out with yes them? okay like, <laughs> but that, that's the important five, thing. five i would six i don't really give a shit about if they changed enough of it to make it good. Well, yeah. Yeah. But so,
0: 5 I'd be looking forward to if they did that. But they don't need to. They don't need to remake 5 for another 5 at least years and but, maybe even more.
1: And and I think that's the way to go. I don't think they need to pump them out one a year like they yeah. have been cuz I loved Resident Evil 2. That really got me excited for the series yep. again. Uh to the point where I even went back and played the remaster of 1. Me too. And the fucking camera angles still kill me, but it's so
0: good. But you meant the graphics for the remake from one on the GameCube, that was like probably the best oh, yeah. on the GameCube.
1: It was in I think Xbox 360 is when they did the remake for Resident Evil for the newer generation. Mm-hmm. I think it was the same time as GameCube. Yeah. Um, and it was it was good graphically, but it wasn't what you they can do now. Like if they yeah. were to do a remake of one now in the yeah, I'd even do that first person yeah on, ooh. that in first person would work I think that would be cr- so I'll say this I think give the option
0: yeah for just like game. I've
1: been saying too because even uh, Evil Within 2 gives you the option yes I, I think that would be especially for that fran- for that game alone like if you don't do it for any of the other ones fine but like one I think you almost need that because I, I think you need three options for camera personally you need that Original like almost like CCTV style that they did, where the camera doesn't move even mm-hmm. if you pass the frame. Yeah. Or I hate that. angle. I hated it too. But there's a lot of people that it brings back nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And then you want the over the top thir- uh, third, person like you got in two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously want the first person from seven and eight.
0: Yeah. I do want a VR of eight. Ooh. I mean that's gonna be a given because they did it with seven. Yeah. So can you imagine that like? Just air, like environment
1: and yeah. VR, <laughs> it it would be intense. And like, then go like just wait till it snows. or oh, yeah. like make it cold and shit. Because that one's the most photorealistic that they've gotten. Like especially in this the like scenes, like the cutscenes. Yeah. So it would definitely be the way to go. I'd mm-hmm. be happy about it. Yeah. Um. You got any? Uh, we we have one other thing we would like to touch on really quick before we end this podcast. We have a little announcement. We made the announcement on our Facebook and uh, oh, yeah. Twitter and Instagram already. But would you like to uh, tell everybody what we got going on for the butterfly?
0: Yeah, we uh, added like the two, I think, most important pieces to it. Uh, we got my friend Luis Medina, who's going to be the director of photography. And we got our friend Corey. Who, yes. Who's going to play the role of the butterfly, which is like, the big I'd say the biggest role.
1: Yes, and honestly... I haven't seen this guy in just about six years, yeah. so it was exciting to kind of get with him and kind of hear his thoughts on, A, the way to go with, like, his part, which was, I think, exactly what you had in mind. Yeah, it that's was, what was making me excited. I'm like, yes. Especially because he did the exact thing, like, when he was talking about ways to go about it, he did, like, the exact thing that you were, like, saying to me. You're like, I want this. Yeah. And as soon as he did that, I was like, yeah, we're good. As long as he <laughs> says yes, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got both of them confirmed to be attached to our film. And overall, I'm just really excited. Like I said, I'm getting super anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's getting down to the nitty gritty. We only have two months. I may throw a poker party uh, and ask for donations uh, for part of the buy-in. And then if anybody wants to throw in any extra money on top of that, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, might have people like leave their name if they want... Uh, movie and the soundtrack and everything like we're doing with it go yeah, yeah and then also maybe get some stickers ready beforehand to distribute during that okay so um definitely stay tuned for more news on that film coming in the next few weeks we'll pretty much announce most of the people that will be attached camera grips and everything else yeah and then uh We'll keep you guys uh, updated on our GoFundMe goals and where we're at with that. Uh, We still have about 4,500 to reach our goal, and we would really appreciate it if anybody listening to this would uh, donate. Obviously, we understand times are tight, especially with COVID still going on, but we do appreciate all the help we have gotten so far. Mm -hmm. Don't want anyone to think that we're not. So, uh, yes, until next time, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our YouTube channel, and make sure to like and subscribe on all those. And follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a like, rate, and subscribe. And we will see you guys next time. Till uh, this is the Super Slack Podcast. My name is Anthony Stevens. Damian Leva. Peace. Peace.